Welcome to the Women's Utilities Network, One for All podcast, our corner of the world where we'll be talking all things energy, water, sharing personal stories and debating female issues. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest One for All podcast. I'm Lillian Phillip, one of the industry advocates for One. I'm delighted to be joined by Robin Jenkins, Executive Advisor at National Grid ESO, an advocate for women in leadership. In this episode, we're going to be talking about work-life balance, boundary setting, and the importance of sponsorship. Thank you so much for joining us today, Robin. To kick us off, can you give us a quick introduction to yourself and what you do as an Executive Advisor at National Grid ESO? Sure. Thank you for having me. So I'm Robin. I am the Executive Advisor at National Grid ESO. And that role, it's very similar to a Chief of Staff role, which you get in particularly in government areas and other large companies. So I work for the CEO and my job is mostly just to keep things ticking over, make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing, make his life a little bit easier. I've been in the energy industry for about 13, nearly 14 years now. Joined as a graduate straight out of university, done quite a few roles, but all within National Grid, mostly within the electricity system operator, which ESO stands for. I'm super excited to be here today, I think. Thank you for joining us. It sounds like it's quite a demanding role. Can you share some insights on how you sort of set boundaries in your role as executive advisor there and sort of particularly around sort of balancing any family responsibilities that you have? Yeah, sure. So it is quite a demanding role. And I actually took this role straight after coming back from maternity leave with my daughter which is probably was quite a big step to be honest so I'd gone from I'd had a year off work during Covid as well and I went down to four days a week instead of a sort of standard 37 hour five day a week contract Mm -hmm. so to be able to do that and still be the mum that I wanted to be like boundaries became my most important thing they're my sort of best friend in doing this role so there's a couple of things I do with it so one way is really effective prioritization and this this could be in any role anywhere that the only way you're really successful is by prioritizing so I'm really clear with what my priorities are and what the priorities of the organization are and if something can't be done or sort of won't be done why that is but then what a sort of alternative is comes with that being really authentic and honest you know it only works if you can share why that's the case you don't want to be person that just says no without any real explanation and that doesn't mean necessarily going into the details like not everybody needs to know that I can't do that thing because I've got to go to parents evening at nursery but use it's okay to say I'm sorry I can't do that today I've got other commitments I, I may have some time to do it next week can you help me understand why it needs to be done or when it needs to be done by and prioritizing that way you can also I also I'm really open about sharing what the things I'm working on are and what the things that kind of matter to me to help people understand my prioritization. I'd say it's also really important to set realistic deadlines. You know, quite often someone will ask for something and you can go, do you really need it then? What's the difference between getting it at five o'clock on a Tuesday between and getting it at sort of lunchtime on a Wednesday? Does that materially make a difference? Because actually to me, that could be the difference between someone working through their dinner time or not going home at a reasonable time and not doing that. Um, and then the final thing is just getting help. No matter what grade you are, no matter what role you're doing, no matter where you are in the organisation, it's okay to ask for help. 
especially okay to ask for help where you're struggling to decide what to do with something, how to do something, or you're just, you feel a bit stuck or because you've got something going on that's important. You know, you only get to, you're most effective at work if you bring your whole self. And if you need to get help to do something to allow you to have the space to go and do something else that could be in your personal life, that's also okay. And we should be open to that. And we should talk about that more as well. Yeah, I really like you talking about being authentic and also being sort of sharing what it is that we might need to do, but not oversharing. So saying that we've got a commitment because we do have commitments, whether it's family, whether it's work, whatever it happens yeah. to be, maybe commitments to ourselves to keep ourselves healthy yeah. and sane. Um, yeah. And you might want to pick a couple of people that you share a bit more with. Mm. So I, I mean, I do work for CEO, but he's also, he is just my line manager. So I yeah. can, I probably do share a little bit more with him. Like, oh, I'm going to be late for that meeting because nursery doesn't open till eight and it's going to take me an hour or so to get there. That's okay to share with him and he's then super supportive and kind of can advocate on your behalf if someone goes oh Robin wasn't there on time he can be like and like that's okay <laughs> she, has, yeah. she has all the commitments that's fine and that's really important having like another advocate some somebody advocate for you and have your back yeah definitely and in terms of like you talked about getting help what kind of help have you asked for or received that you know was a bit perhaps unexpected that you felt really helped you like set those boundaries and fulfill all the commitments that you've chosen to to have help comes in different forms sometimes help is just sharing an issue and someone going that's okay I understand mm -hmm. so I've had help in terms of just someone to listen and bounce ideas off and almost coach me and I know what I want to do and how I want to address this like I need to say no to a thing but sometimes that help is just opening a door for you to to do that and giving you the confidence to do that but I've also had help in terms of I structured my sort of team that I've got around what I knew I was going to need so I knew I needed someone that I could delegate stuff to and my organization really supportive of both flexible working but also making sure people have got what they need to do their job well so I got help into my team that I knew I could give stuff to and just trust them to run with it to pick up things that was that was when I wasn't around it's also like help in terms of coaching and mentoring so I'm a massive advocate of everybody but particularly women in the workplace that maybe don't always kind of advocate for themselves in the same way to get a coach or a mentor and talk to them about these sorts of things as well I coach a number of people now in both in work-life balance stuff but also in career development and a lot of the time coaching is just kind of holding a mirror up and and helping people get to where they know they they can be but just giving people that and we're we're an organization that that really encourages that we have both formal sort of programs but also those um kind of more ad hoc relationships that you develop with people and build your network help is all around when you actually look for it and building networks both within your organization and outside of your organization that you can go to with different types of problems that's how i address lots of things that's brilliant to hear. And I like your, you thinking about coaching is holding up a mirror because I think it can be quite daunting for somebody to say, Hey, can you be my coach? And they go, oh, What does that mean? And I think you're absolutely right. Help comes in so many forms. And it sounds like you've had loads of really supportive people around you as well and, and sort of helped you get you to where you need to be and feel strong in your role yeah. as well. And I know when we spoke before, before the podcast, you were talking about sort of some of the smaller things that really help you as well, like in your, like setting boundaries about 
what days you work. Can you talk a little bit about sort of how you do that and any kind of like boundaries that you hold that are really important to you to help you do your job really well? Yeah, sure. So boundaries, as I said, I, I'm, I went part time after I had my daughter. So my number one boundary is I don't work on a Wednesday and that's 90% of the times a non-negotiable. Every so often something will come up that's a once in a kind of year thing. Like we've, we've had a conference or something. It's like, actually, I want to be at that. So I will make the decision to move. Nobody asks me to ever move anything to work on a Wednesday because that's precious. That's me time. It's also, it makes me a better person at work because I've got that balance and I'm I'm happy with my balance. So I set those boundaries quite clearly. I'm also really strict about what I do and don't get involved in in the organization. The role I do means I could get involved in a lot more things than I do, but I can't swing at everything um, yeah. because, and regardless of whether you work full-time or part-time, you can't swing at everything. So I set boundaries in what am I going to do? What do people want from me? Where can I make the biggest difference? What can I do to help? And the point of the career I'm in now is where can I help others as well the most? Like, what can I do? So I'd love to be able to coach a lot more people than I do, but I just, I can't necessarily and still do what I need to do work-wise. So I set boundaries of I'm only going to help. I'm only going to coach so many, but with those people that I can't coach, I'll help them find someone. So it might be a short term kind of thing to help them get somewhere. If someone asks me for help with with doing a thing, it goes back a bit to the prioritization and deadline setting. Like I want to help and I want to help everybody, but I also know that I need to preserve X amount of time or preserve my kind of non-working days and my evenings because they're really important to me. And then at home, so when I when I finish work, generally I'll finish work, pick my little girl up, come home. And that's it. The phone and the iPad and the laptop are, are off. I'm kind of, that's that's my time. I'm being mum. And it's it's a bit of compartmentalisation, but I need to be present for her. And I want her to see that you can have, you can do it all. You can have a really successful career, but you can also be mum. Or if she's not around, you know, that's time with my partner in the evening to watch, to just switch off, maybe watch the telly or do something different. Yeah. I want, I like to be present in what I'm doing and to be present in what you're doing you need to set boundaries for not for the things you're not going to do as well and I don't want her on a Wednesday it'd be really easy for me to kind of pick up my work phone and, and sort of sit doing some emails while we're having lunch or something but that's not the message that I want to give to the organization as well I don't want them to sort of me to work on a Wednesday I don't want to set that and um, but I also don't want her to see me doing that on a Wednesday it's not really it's not in keeping with my kind of boundaries that I've set and I think that's really important to have that, um, you know, the idea of apologizing for taking time off or having somebody else step in to do something that, you know, is notionally yours, if you like. It's something that a lot of working parents struggle with or even people who just, you know, work part time for whatever reason. And I think you're absolutely right in terms of navigating that work life balance is knowing what's important to you yeah and balancing all of the, those elements of yourself and you see that quite a lot I see people particularly people that work flexible hours or part-time for whatever reason or even people that are about to go on holiday and things like that mm -hmm. you do see them apologizing and like we all struggle with sort of managing an appropriate balance and it can be really difficult but what's most important and what's most important to me is finding a balance that I'm comfortable with so it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of my balance. And my experience is that no one thinks different of you or thinks less of you because you didn't go to a certain thing, like not going to a meeting or delaying something because 
I don't know, it might be because your child's ill or there's a school play or parents' evening or you've got to take the dog to the vet. Something like that. Nobody's going to think less of you as a, as a, an employee because you didn't do a thing to, to enable you to kind of manage your own life. They're all super important things and they're what make you kind of you and bringing your whole self to work is really important. And it goes back to that authentic sort of being your authentic self. My experience is also if you can manage all of those things and you can take the time to go and pick your kids up at a time that suits you, you're actually more focused and you're happier at work and you give more back because you know all of those other things are taken care of. Whereas if you're sat there in a meeting that's running on and you're worrying about who's going to pick your daughter up or who's going to I don't know, cook dinner that night, like you're not quite as focused as you otherwise would be. So setting your own balance. It's also really important. I, I sort of tried to cover it, but it's really important to acknowledge that family doesn't just mean children. So I'm a position, I've got a daughter, but that's she's a recent addition. She's three now. Family comes in all shapes and sizes and family is unique to you. So it can be a partner or siblings or parents, pets. You can champion your own family setup, and just because you don't have children doesn't mean you don't have other commitments outside of work, and that's okay to sort of share those and be your own advocate, but also find people who can share that with you. Nobody expects everyone to work all of the time, and whatever reason you have for setting a boundary, that's okay. That's absolutely right, and it's so refreshing to hear you say that as well. Um, we hear a lot about companies encouraging people to bring their their whole selves and and it can make a really big difference and it's acknowledging that there whatever those commitments are whatever people's you know life choices are that's all okay and yeah bring all of that to work <laughs> bring their whole Definitely. self being able to focus and feel comfortable in themselves earlier you highlighted sort of the importance of a sponsor and people advocating for you in your career journey it sounds like your boss is 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 doing that really 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 well what advice do you have for others seeking that kind of support like how did you it sounds like your boss naturally does that really well, but how do you encourage others to do that for you as well? Have you got any thoughts there? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think it's super important to have a sponsor or someone in your organisation or a sort of external that you know quite well, that knows you, that can help champion you. But as a manager as well, it's super important that you build a great relationship with your manager so that they can champion for you as well. So from my boss, Scott Pinton, from day one I was on maternity leave when I first had a conversation with him about this role that very conversation he was super supportive because I said I was really open I was like I am interested in coming to do this role but I don't want to work full-time anymore I've, you know, I've got other commitments now no one that's done this role before has ever done that part-time and he was just like well that's okay he's like it's kind of we don't need to really need to worry about that as long as you're getting the job done that's fine. And he's really supportive of my boundaries and my working pattern. And he totally gets that my family come first. So I think it was my sort of second or third day back at work from maternity leave. My daughter couldn't go to nursery because she had a temperature. And post-COVID times, nurseries were super strict on that. The moment they had a small temperature, it was like right out. And they were out for 48 hours. We had a full in-person exec team meeting and it just meant I just couldn't go. And he was just like, okay that's fine whereas and I'd built it up in my head to be a bigger thing than it needed to be forgetting that actually being at home and being mum is just as important and he was just like yeah that's fine he knew he knew me well enough to know that I would get whatever work needed to be done 
done at some point. And we had a really open conversation about how it was going to work. That was the first real example of it. And we had open conversations around how this was going to work going forwards. And obviously, I would share childcare with my partner, but you know, it needed to be on both of us. And that was the point of sharing. He's just like, okay. And you kind of don't always see it, but everyone has something that causes them to have, whether that's time out of work or some things that come up. They're all sort of really important. And then the thing I would say is, if you want to seek support in this, and you absolutely should, is don't be surprised at how many other people are in similar situations. And there's, it's very rare to find someone that's got a completely new or unique situation that you've never been through, or that can't at least empathize with it. And you can talk about it. And it's okay to acknowledge that you have a life outside of work, and that that impacts sometimes on your ability to work. And whether that's your manager or someone else, just having those conversations with people help you realize that you're never alone in there and you can you can make it work and you can create an environment that's right for you and it's like you say having an environment that's right for you and and like you said you've got really supportive team as well as your boss and it's looking a bit more holistically as well to your partner and and outside of work it can support you as your whole self yes definitely um, I mean, in your role as as executive advisor, you must come across a lot of people in terms of yeah. how they they manage their their work, um, but also some of the things that they wish could be different. It's really clear that you're passionate about championing women at work and challenging stereotypes and making people feel that it's absolutely okay to bring their whole selves to work. Can you sort of shed a bit of light about your experiences in sort of actively challenging particular views or fostering inclusivity in the workplace? Yeah, of course. It is something that I'm super passionate about. And anyone wants to reach out to me direct, I can talk for hours about these sorts <laughs> of things. So I, I've i been doing a, a few things. So one is I've been working with some other amazing advocates around the ESO to look at making positive changes for women at work. So some of the practical things we've done is we're working on revised guidance for returning to work from parental leave, not necessarily maternity, it could be paternity, it could be adoption, any sort of leave around flexible return. So mm -hmm. you don't have however many months off and then come back on day one into a sort of full-time, full-day work because your brain, you're quite tired. You, chances are, if you've been on parental leave, you've got a child that's still not sleeping <laughs> through the night. <laughs> yeah. So we should be sort of encouraging a more flexible approach to returning to work to help people ease in if you've been off for a year you're not that essential on day one like you need to be in from eight till four or whatever like we can we can work a bit more flexibly around that and help people ease in we've also uh put in space in place nursing spaces within our big offices so mm -hmm. i'm based in our office in Warwick called Faraday House and we now have a dedicated nursing and sort of pumping space that is a private room it's lockable you know it's frosted glass on the door it has a locked fridge in there so that parent breastfeeding mums that are returning to work have got somewhere to go that they can go and pump because I'd heard stories from other organizations of people using bathrooms and all sorts of places and that's just not okay so we've we've put those in um we do we provide free period products now in the bathrooms, our offices, which is something that I've championed. A few of us were doing it on a sort of voluntary basis for a while. We were just putting, filling the bathrooms with products for people. But we've now got that funded by the organisation. So all the bathrooms mm -hmm. have got free period products for people. For whatever reason they need them, whether you're caught short or whether you just can't afford them at home, that's okay. We'll, 
we'll provide them at work so you don't have to worry about it. I'm involved in some mentoring circles, predominantly for women, sort of new women in the workplace, but also some some of our more sort of experienced hires just to kind of give women a safe place where we can coach each other both up and down and help people progress their careers. We've been doing some work around actual language to use. So as I said, I work four days a week and the amount of people that on a Tuesday evening go enjoy your day off yeah. it doesn't particularly bother me but I know some people that find that that struggle here in that because it's not a day off like I, I'm not paid for that day it's a non-working day it's a day I'm not at work and just trying to educate on the language around that and we've been doing a lot around other things as well like pronouns and sort of family positions and not just assuming just because I've got a daughter doesn't mean I'm married things like that and just helping educate everyone just so that everyone feels super included and then at a bigger level, we have a Women in National Grid forum. So that's for the whole of the National Grid group. But then we have a sort of a subgroup for the ESO. And that encourages, it does loads to help women in the workplace. But it does, um, we have talks, we do other things. And it's a proper employee resource group. And then within the ESO, we have what we call a belonging forum as well. And that's where we work on a lot of these things to help people feel like they belong at work. And we talk about the ESO as a family. We talk about it being the ESO family. And the belonging forum is one of the ways that we make that family better and make sure that everyone has a part in our in our family wow that is a lot of things that you're helping to champion and and implement as well how did you go about doing that was that something that somebody had asked you to do what was it so no one particularly asked me it was one of those things of a few of these things were stuff that I had always thought wouldn't it be good if and Mm. never really knew the route to kind of making that change so one of the benefits of working for the CEO is having his ear and being a bit of a (laughs) sitting there and going wouldn't it be good if we did this and him going yes it would you go like go go do some of the other things are come about just from chatting with other people at work and then being like I'd love to be able to do this but I don't know how going well maybe actually if we work together we can figure out how to do this and we also keep abreast of what's going on in the wider sort of world and seeing what we can improve so there's it sounds like you made the most of your networking there (laughs) something else that you've already said has been a real I get a lot of things now as well like people that come to me that I'll get a note that just says I've been working on this but I don't know how to land it or who to go to with it or how to get someone to sponsor it and because I've done a couple of things I can then help others with actually this is a great place for you to take that or maybe you should go here or actually I'd like to help with that let me get involved that's brilliant it's really good to hear sort of the initiatives that have been put in place and I can imagine that it's particularly places like the nursing spaces and the mentoring circles they've probably been real game changers for people wanting to step change their work and and speaking of game changes, working sort of supporting the chief executive is is not not necessarily a walk in the park. Yeah. And you've talked about sort of maintaining your work life balance. And for people in leadership positions, was there anything particularly hard to put in place or ask for, or super easy that had really high impact for you to really you know put you in a, your best stride, if you like? So there's. There's sort of a number of things to this and some of them are inside of work and some of them are out. One of the more difficult things, and I don't know why I found this difficult, I did, but I actually had to help my partner in him having a conversation with his boss about being a bit more flexible on childcare. So I never, ever experienced it within ESO of it being an issue. It was just one of those things. It was so common. He worked in quite a sort of technical manufacturing environment where they worked fairly set hours. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, actually, there are some days where you need to start a bit later because you need to take our daughter to nursery. 
and helping him therefore have that conversation with his boss was quite a challenge (laughs) because it was just something I wasn't kind of used to. The other thing that didn't come naturally at first, but I find it quite straightforward now, is being open when things are difficult or messy. There are going to be times where it could be just because there's so many deadlines and it's nothing to do with your sort of family life, just so much going on at work that you have to be open when things get a bit difficult and it's quite challenging to do. But once you do it and once you're capable of doing it, it makes such a massive impact into just managing your own priorities and just your own to-do list. And it helps others as well, because if they see someone in a leadership position do that, then they're more confident doing that as well I talked earlier about the prioritization but actually being super clear with people and what your priorities are and why they're priorities that makes a huge impact and learning what other people's priorities are so that you're not kind of ignorant to what else is going on in the organization one of the other things that I would say is quite difficult but it's not making excuses and not apologizing for your working pattern you don't need to say and I I don't need to say sorry when I'm not here on a Wednesday but I hear it so often around the organization or sorry, I'm going on holiday. So you don't have to apologize for going on holiday. You're allowed to go on holiday. That's that's normal and that's what you do. You're absolutely um, right. It's so common to hear that. It's super common and I'm always like, and I'll be honest, it is more common with women. They do feel a bit more sort of, I don't know whether it is or not, but I've heard it more from women at work that they apologize, usually when it's a childcare related thing. It's like, you don't have to apologize for that. That's okay. You, we all have things outside of work. Other things that that are actually quite easy to do are asking, like just ask if you need to, you need to be flexible. Like if you if you have an agreed sort of working pattern, or if you don't, you know, there's no real harm in asking. And when you look around, you'll find that more people have them than you realise. You just don't always see them. And then other things are coaching and helping other people, which I've talked a lot about over our our time. But it's really easy once you've done it yourself to then help others. So it's kind of the do one, teach one, and and it can grow from there. But overall, all these things, the hardest thing to do is just ask in the first place. But once you've asked, everything else becomes a little bit easier. I think you're right. The hardest thing is to pluck up the courage to ask. And very often people are really accommodating or understanding. So you're absolutely right. And with the coaching, it's the learn, do, teach. It's yes. Completing massive that cycle, advocate of, of that. And once one person's asked and you can see it kind of happen, share that you've done that. Because there might be somebody else that is really nervous about asking for a thing. But when they see, and particularly if you're in a leadership position or a visible position in the organiza- in an organisation, you know, sharing what it is. So talking about your, your work-life balance, talking about your pattern and whether that's one-on-one or in a sort of larger forum. Lead by example and show people that you can do these things and that it's okay. Uh, it's something I encourage our exec team to do as well is to talk about where they where their boundaries are and what their balance is because that's really important for for the people at work for them to see there's some fantastic gems in there and I'm sure a few will resonate with our listeners and hearing the passion that you have and sort of the methods and tools that you've put in place for yourself you've really encouraged me to sharpen some of my tools and like you say there's so much that we can do and ask for to help us achieve what we want in our careers thank you so much Robin for your time coming onto our podcast sharing your thoughts and experience with our network yeah thank you very much for the time and a big thank you to our listeners too and really look forward to continuing the conversation at our events and on our LinkedIn page thank Thank you you for having me